How Rude, the exhaustive deconstruction of the classic 90s sitcom Full House. My name is John Pernasek, and to my immediate right is my lovable co-host, who will introduce himself now. Hi, Brandon Shockney. And together, Brandon and I are just a couple of, and I think we should do this (coughs) in a very somber, dramatic, very special way. That's right. Rude dudes. Rude dudes. We're just a couple of Rudy Duties! <laughs> That'll come up later. And to our immediate left is our honorary Rude Dude for the week who will introduce himself now. I am Colin Dahlgren. <laughs> yes, you yes, are. Yes, you are. Colin, you joined us to watch the very special, very... Sad. Very much a downer. What a bummer. What? <laughs> if you had joined us last week, you would have had a delightful episode about Michelle falling in love with Steve and marrying him. Who got the honor of doing that show? Uh, that would have been Brad Pike. You know what? This makes sense because he's my, uh, he's my nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> he's always getting the things that I want. <laughs> and, uh, I'll talk about that later in the episode. <laughs> if the stars had lined up and you were here uh, one week in the future, you would have watched Please Don't Touch the Dinosaurs, which I assume is about... Dinosaurs? And sexual abuse. It's abuse. sexual abuse of dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. Don't touch him that way. <laughs> it's like, okay, now we can't do a sexual abuse episode with the actual kids or adults, but we can do it. With dinosaurs, yeah, yeah. we're going to illustrate this somehow, but we don't want to get it. We don't want to get too tricky here. <laughs> to be a fly on the wall of that ABC <laughs> that brainstorming session. No, you watched uh, "Silence is Not Golden," but that's not the proverb. <laughs> yes, it's a turning of the tables, if you will. Uh, Colin, before we talk about that episode, how did you grow up with Full House, if at all? Uh, actually, I I grew up uh, watching Full House pretty steadily. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did the whole TGIF. You know, pack when I was a little kid. You bought in. I did. I bought in like hard and fast, and <laughs> it was it was like Full House, Perfect Strangers, Family Matters, Boy Meets World. I also was a fan of uh, the what was it the short lived Scott Bayo uh, baby talk thing where they had oh a my God, I a know little exactly kid. What you're talking about? I <laughs> <laughs> had like a little kid, and he was like voiced by you know an actor, and the kid never talked, and it was just like the inner monologue. It's just like a look who's talking TV show. Yeah, it, pretty w- much. I feel it was like, called Baby Talk. Yeah, and I feel like it is officially unofficially an actual. There is a real connection to that movie. It's not just a ripoff. I think the somehow the the people behind the movies ripped themselves off. I think so, yeah. I so think Scott it was like Bayo, it existed in the same world type thing. <laughs> it's a yeah. shared baby universe <laughs> where every baby has an inner universe. So was Scott Bayo like he was in the cast, he didn't voice the baby? No, yeah, he was in the cast and he was like the John Travolta type character. So it was yeah. even like it was a straight rip off to where it was like a single mom raising a baby and then Scott Bayo was like a friend slash neighbor in the same apartment, and then they like start to like get a romance going. I, I know this isn't the baby talk podcast, but <laughs> baby podcast. Oh, it features features the uh, the or the adventures of Baby Mickey. 
Oh, God. No, it's Tony Danza. Was it Tony Danza? Holy shit, what? Wait, really? It seems like... Oh, no. Scott Mayo. Okay. Oh, no, Tony Danza's the voice of the baby. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm going into a paralytic fit. Tony Danza and then Paul Jessup and Ryan Jessup. We well, all they, played Mickey Campbell. Okay, so they got a set of twin babies, you know, very much in the mold of Foyle. Oh, right. right. So you bought into the whole TJF. Man, bought in, hook, line, sinker. I was a fan. And Full House was, like, probably one of my favorites when I was, like, a little kid because it, I remember, like, watching, like, the first episode and being, like, I love this show. Mm-hmm. And I was probably, like, eight or nine at the time. So I was pretty desperate to find a, a show like that because not that my family was you know not full house it's like not that my family was bad like charles's family in this episode but my mom was a flight attendant and she was gone all the time my dad worked all the time like it was basically just me and my brother and we were like latchkey kids i was about to say mm. classic latchkey yeah so we like we came home we watched tv we did homework we went we went to bed and then i vicariously lived through the tanners right. a lot of just like I wish we had a kitchen like that where a pair of stairs went up into the second floor because there was a step-by-step had that too. And then there was like a short-lived sitcom with Jason Bateman where they also had a kitchen with steps. And that was like my dream as a kid to have Just a like kitchen. Just like a kitchen with stairs. A kitchen with stairs. And I want to be able to go up. <laughs> I, up. Want, I want to go upstairs anytime I want from any room in the, in the house. Yeah. I want to make a sandwich and then go straight upstairs and eat it. Well, Colin, if you saw Brandon and I on the street and you were dying <laughs> and you had to tell us about this episode in one sentence and then at that point you could ascend into yeah, the Valkyries, could die. How, how would you summarize this in one sentence? Time is fluid if, on the podcast, so like, yeah, yeah. you, you so could so take can, an hour and I could just lift all that dead <laughs> space out. Time is fluid, like the time it takes to get from downstairs to upstairs. <laughs> and then suddenly you're white. Episode. Yeah. Everyone in Full House is a, is a white rabbit in if, Wonderland. If you, come like, over, if you come over to do homework and then you go upstairs pretty much directly, in that five minutes, you are already late to get home to your abusive father. Yeah. Yep. If somebody be- says that they're getting beaten, <laughs> tell somebody... <laughs> Hard period. Hard period. Hard period. Hard period. Hard period. If, I, if I was in your shoes, I would have said, Secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets hurt Charles. Hurt some Charleses. <laughs> to summarize this episode, I would say that, but like, if I had my own druthers, I would summarize it with like, you know what, Joey? We fucking get it. Just stop. <laughs> Just stop. You don't need to do a... <laughs> Yeah. Just cut it out. Cut <laughs> the part of your brain out of your head that makes you do these things. That has to do a bit while you're walking out the door. <laughs> you're here to help, right? <laughs> I don't need you to sort of shove yourself Is this Danny? Me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Your personality, your needs, your wants, <laughs> keep it all to yourself. Because you're here to babysit, drive, cook. Not clean, that's my Well, thing. gosh, Danny, I think that Bullwinkle thinks... That you should appreciate everything he does around here. I should appreciate Bullwinkle. Uh, Jay Leno here. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, was like the worst Jay Leno. Well, we might, as well, we might as well do it now. Welcome to JoJo Gogo, the segment where we do the impression of the Joey impression. Oh, and I didn't even know. In this episode, oh my God, he did Flip Wilson <laughs> last week, and we forgot to do it. And the thing he said is Flip Wilson was like, I tell you, I didn't do it. 
It's like some. It's like a, an impression from the, uh, an era that was obliterated by a nuclear bomb. It's an, impre- it's an impression that no one knows about. It's yeah. like he's basically the walking embodiment of Dresden, which was like a, a city in Germany that was just completely destroyed. And so they like made a lot of China like in Dresden, and they call it like Dresden China. Oh my god! And it's completely rare. I feel like Joey is just the just, embodiment of yeah. like a, like a, a a period long long forgotten by time. Yeah, he's right. the remaining citizen of Dresden, and he knows all their in jokes and everyone here is like we don't know what the fuck like it's it's a dead language you you're, you're yeah. speaking latin yeah. have you heard my impression of kremlin schneitzen you're the bermuda <laughs> triangle of comedy <laughs> yeah things go there and they don't, come, don't back, come back and it's probably for the best uh so let's do the impression of this impression which is of course jay leno you we've already heard a little bit but just give us that Try try to recreate that bit he does of like what we have tonight. Yeah, yeah. So like a little bit of uh, uh, what pre yeah, pre guest pre yeah. pre yeah. It's just like um, tonight on the on the show is going to be uh, Michelle Tanner. She's got a, a nice uh, with her friend Denise, and they've got a couple of jokes just coming straight to you and from Sandusky, Ohio. That's just you talking. Weird. And what's what you're doing? And I'm gonna like I have to throw it in there too because when he starts it. It just sounds like Carson. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, uh, ah, he's, well, the Jay Leno now is like what Scott Ackerman does at yeah. Comedy Bang Bang, where it's like, yeah, here's something. Yeah. 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 But he's doing like, uh, oh, we got a, <laughs> a really good shoe. Or like, it's shoe. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's yeah, like, really, yeah, yeah, Shane. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it, really it's that Carson Muggsy yeah. fucking bullshit. You should be doing like, up here. Yeah. <laughs> like, we got yeah. some guests tonight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we got Michelle, yeah. we got uh, Denise, and they're going to come on in that. Yeah. We're going to check my clothes. The, uh, <laughs> the only thing that's similar to the to Jane Leno in his impression is just the way his chin looks while he does it. Yeah, like his face looks very like Jay Leno. And you know it's a hack impression when everybody knows that you're just supposed to do one thing and that's supposed to be like, oh, that's Leno. Like I'm tucking my neck, my chin into my neck. My neck. <laughs> it's yeah. curly. Yeah. Wait a minute, <laughs> we're just <laughs> impressions are yeah. fucking. Yeah. Hack ass. They're just hack ass shit. And that was that was Jojo Gogo. Uh, we got it done nice and early. I appreciate that. Uh, and now we'll talk about the uh, Ooh. bitter cold open. The cold opens are coming. The what? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Oh, I thought you were uh, like doing winter a, is coming. Yeah, I yeah. thought you were doing a Jesse Eisenberg. The red, the red capes. Are coming. Coming. We have we have this bit where uh, Michelle and Denise are bored out of their minds because neither of them are creative individuals and they can't entertain themselves with their imaginations. So what do they do? Well, we saw them doing that last week and it apparently didn't get them very far. No, no, no. So uh, to have fun, they call this one eight hundred number uh, that connects them to uh, Funny Buddy. Who is this man that if you call him, he'll giggle and tell you jokes. Yeah, his hands smell like olive oil. He's a straight-up pedophile. <laughs> the only way he knows how to get in touch with the kids while also respecting that 3,000-mile radius law. Why olive oil? Because it's just a disgusting detail. Why does the, why does hands the, are always why does the back of his tongue have a thick layer of black fur? Um, and like when he talks too much, that white stuff accumulates in the corner of his mouth. <laughs> John, like, John's about that? to throw up. He just covered his mouth. <laughs> Hi, I'm your funny buddy. Give me a call. Make sure to ask your parents. <laughs> I, I feel like what would have been great in this cold open is if they like went through the funny buddy 
uh, thing, and they were like, oh, that was great. And then we, like, immediately flashed to, like, him hanging up the phone on his side. And it's just, like, this really dingy apartment where he, like, lives right by the train, and the train's, like, going by, and he, like, takes a gun out of, like, <laughs> out, of a drawer, a, out of a gray drawer in a gray office. It's got one bullet, and he just puts it in, and he, like, spins it, and then puts it under his chin, and then... And then puts it back puts in. It back like, down and not in, a not today. Not today. <laughs> answers a call. <laughs> Blink. Blink, you light. The laugh that the funny buddy does. I mean, you heard you heard two of them. <laughs> two two impressions. It's a it's a JoJo go go all over again. But it's so fucking weird. And when the little girls do it, when they're like <laughs> Yeah, they do it in response. We like, like it. <laughs> I like it. But, Funny buddy. I like him. But then when they stop, it doesn't trail off like a normal laugh. It just stops, mm-hmm. yeah. which is like children of the corn. <laughs> and th- I mean, there's this whole bit where Denise is like, well, I asked my dad if I could call Funny Buddy at $2 a fucking minute because it's one of those numbers. And I got to tell you one of these jokes that is <laughs> a lot of setup. <laughs> 20 minutes long. Do you like Yiddish jokes? <laughs> I got a lot of from the Jewish culture. Yeah. <laughs> How old are you? It's about pessimism in the face of faith. <laughs> um, and delis. Yeah, and delis. And Denise says, you know, my dad said uh, that I couldn't because money doesn't grow on trees. And like Michelle's like, uh, that's interesting because I call all the time. Really? How'd you, how'd you get your dad to say us? Oh, I just asked him while he was vacuuming. Daddy Tolison. That the fact that Denise actually has to they explain goes, yeah, the joke. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that doesn't make sense, and she's like, that's the joke, stupid. <laughs> now let me pick up the phone, and you'll hear a beep, beep, I feel like Denise and Michelle come from two very different worlds. Yeah. Yeah, Michelle, who gets whatever she wants because she's the like golden star of the family. I mean, well, that was the cold open also. I didn't think it was going to roll out into the episode itself, but Funny Buddy in that whole thread is a commentary on Michelle's brattiness and her being spoiled yet again. But it's just to play into the main plot. It's just so she can get mad at Danny so that her and Stephanie can have that exchange. Yeah, yeah, it winds up being folded into the main plot, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it was folded into the main plot so it like you started off with a strong foundation for something that was like fun but also like educational in like a moral way mm-hmm. that could offset the seriousness of the main of right. the thesis of the episode. Does Comet ever die? No. Comet will never die. I'm pretty sure like between the shooting of that they probably replaced a comet. Did they replace a comet? No, it's the same. Comet's immortal. Same dog. <laughs> same dog? Same dog. Okay. No. Comet spends all the time in the Tanner house where time he is a being of time. <laughs> he, he's, he's a time lord. A master of time, yeah. He can live. He's right. like basically a creature of the house yeah. that just moves around and right. eats. Yeah. If Common doesn't like you, he'll make you late. He'll make you uh, old. It makes sense because Common will disappear for episodes and <laughs> then he'll appear whenever it's convenient. Well, also, whenever. Um, Stephanie is like sitting on her bed and Comet's head is on her lap. That's like a very sweet Comet moment for me. I'm like, he, yes. he knows that she's in distress and that she's like ha- having a crisis of conscience. Well, she told Comet everything and Comet's like, I can't say anything because I can't talk. <laughs> but I would tell you that yeah. he's probably getting killed right now. <laughs> 
I mean, animals always know. They they always know when you're in trouble, and they always know when a natural disaster is coming. <laughs> Where are the animals going? Tanners. High ground. Run. He wouldn't tell them. <laughs> you're on your own. Uh, so when the show starts proper, uh, we are in Stephanie's classroom, which we never really see. We don't get a lot of Stephanie in school. Yes. Um, we see the Jennifers. They return. The Jennifers. They're back. They're bitchy. And do they do the no way joke? Oh, you better fucking bet your buttered butt that they do it. You better bet your denim jean jacket. So this episode is just choking in a Noah's Ark flood of denim. It's way too much. Denim two by two. And you know what? I enjoy the denim diversity. The denimversity. Yeah. The den. Yeah. The diversity. The denimversity. Yeah. You got you got dark denim. You got light denim. Got some acid wash a little bit, yeah. right? Yeah. You got denim jeans. You got denim jackets. You got denim shirts. Joey's not on. I mean, J- Joey's got the denim. We'll talk about it in a second. He's got the denim shirt. But then jeans? Joey, where are the jeans? Yeah. He's got those, like, crazy khakis that go into his, like, fucking crack yeah. taint. Yeah, they're like, uh, what What are they for uh, For a gentleman? Is it like a... A chi- chino? A chino? Are they well, chinos? It's, it's like a... Cheetos. You know, when they're, like, way too tight around the, the gentleman section. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you can kind of, like, see where yeah. everything's tucking his in. His giant yeah. baseball balls. Yeah. Like, <laughs> his giant baseball balls and then his shoelace dick. <laughs> <laughs> Charles shows up. Charles. Charlie Charles, and the Chocolate Factory Charles is a little shows bit up. of a, a bad boy. He's a he's a rat scallion. Yeah. I think he has a Napoleon complex. Oh, uh, yeah. Tiny little boy. He's a tiny man. And the only way he knows how to get attention is by hurting others. <gasps> but mm. in Charles' defense, I would also be a, have a Napoleon complex if people brought up my shortness as much as they bring up his shortness in like the do span they, of, do they insult him in that way they do yeah it's like oh he's a tiny little guy or like oh there's short fuse or something like that and I, i'm like i remember stephanie says well it, kind of charles he starts the whole like insult lobbing because he's like oh uh we got a couple of jennifers and we got a stephanie in the aisle uh three brains no personality <laughs> and then stephanie comes back with uh <laughs> Oh, uh, what do you? Th- She's like Charles. What do you think of the human race? We want an outsider's perspective. So he's an animal, or is he an alien? Alien. Some vague insult. <laughs> I just wanted one kid's head to like split open, and then just like an alien to come out and be like, <laughs> ah, I think I can. <laughs> <laughs> the red, the red tendrils of the thing. <laughs> um, and so the the teacher comes in. What is her name? Mrs. Patterson. Yes, yeah. Mrs. Patterson. And she's inspired. Uh, how is she inspired by this insult? She decides that the the animosity between uh, Char- Charles and Stephanie are, is like, you know, this has to go. And I think that the best thing is to create an entire lesson plan <laughs> yeah. based on, like, having two people do a book, book report on each other. Yeah, you're going to do a human book report. Yeah, yeah where it's like, yeah, the find the best qualities. Find, finding the best in people. <laughs> A.K.A. Oh. I got really drunk last night. That's exactly uh, what I was going to say. And I didn't come up with a with a plan for today. And then you kids started pissing me off. And then through inspiration of just like pure anger and rage, I was like, yeah, fuck you. We were either going to watch so sick a- of you little shitbirds <laughs> snipping at each other. We were either going to watch a tape or we were going to come up with a sentence on the fly. And congrats. You don't get a tape today. No tape. And I'm- um, she's pulling some diet Mr. Feeney shit. Because Mr. Feeney never had a fucking syllabus either. No. He would just do social experiments. 
Mr. Feeney was always like, I don't care if you learn. Congratulations, Corey. You're going to be the teacher for the week, and at the end, you're going to teach the kids about Anne Frank by calling Sean's mom a wop. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a great episode of Boy Meets World. <laughs> oh, Mr. Feeney's Sean. like dance puppets. <laughs> dance, you little dum-dums. Today's social experiment is rubbing my feet. <laughs> what are you learning? I always wanted to know, like, what accent Mr. Feeney had. <laughs> That's like, what is that? Is like, I feel like it's like a, a northeastern, like, yeah. Connecticut, you know. It's like, Philadelphia by way of Great Britain. Yeah. It's this is like one of those really snooty-ass, like, things where you came over from England and they were like, oh, you can drop the accent. It's like, no. <laughs> can I? <laughs> um, so, yeah, she presents this laughable assignment. And she, and she, of course, says, I'm going to pair up uh, Charles with Stephanie because you're my little inspirations. And that's I'm when like, the Roseanne... Yeah. That's when the Roseanne... <laughs> what are they like? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, not Charles. Yeah. I don't want to work with Charles. I want to work with Charles. Charles, who has his leg up on his desk because he don't out. Get. <laughs> <laughs> and he's wearing, like, Reebok pumps. Yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. those shoes. Fuck you, teach. Yeah. See these well, pumps? Also, lace up your shoes, you little shit. Durable... <laughs> Charles, well, stop playing with yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe maybe teach me not to. I saw my dad do this once. <laughs> I'm just like, Daddy. Dad. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I feel like we would have gotten to the thesis of the episode a lot sooner. A lot faster. <laughs> just um, in that once. Uh, so the Roseanne harmonica kicks in, and I think that's really fucking funny that the harmonica is meant to imply, like, inherent conflict. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you believe it? A sexual tension. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie and Charles want each other. It's a total moonlighting situation. So, so I, he comes over, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's immediately a shitbird to the entire family. Yeah. Right. But beforehand, before he comes over, Danny Tanner tries to kind of like course correct. Oh, right, right, And right. say that, you know, not everybody is an ass. You know, there's good in a lot of people. And then he like tries to come up with this... Uh, story that he and uh, uh, God, oh, Becky, Becky, this Becky nonsense did. gag, and, and it's like, oh yeah, this guy that was on our show, like, oh yeah, he was a jerk. And it's like, yeah, but he like showed a, a hit him, a, a, he showed another side of himself. Oh yeah, when he mooned us, and I'm like, what is this for? Is this gonna prove a point? And then it doesn't. It like yeah. disproves his entire point. And then yeah. like whenever he's done, like whenever the little kid Char- Charles is like done laying waste to everybody's looks and goes upstairs, <laughs> he's like, well, I guess. There isn't good in anybody. So he, like, completely goes back right. on, his, on his morals. Yeah, yeah. Like, in front of all of your kids. But Danny doesn't really excel no. at nope. delivering lessons anyway. He's bad. <laughs> it's always just kind of like, well... Like, is this convenient? Well, a real parent, like, a real person would have taken a couple of tactics. You could have gone the route that Danny went, but just given... You don't have to give an example from real life. Right. You could just be like, some people are, like, just insecure, and they insult people because they're worried that they're not going to be able to be friends. Here's the exchange where I'm like, you're a parent, you should say something. When when Charles comes in and he's like... Oh, Stephanie, I see where you're get, you get your looks. And Danny's like, oh, thank you. Your scuzz like, fuck looks. He's like, I didn't say they were good looks. I'd be like, Charles, you're in my house, and you don't talk to adults that way. You don't in talk my to my house. Well, it's like the whole family. It's like, yeah. you, you shouldn't talk to Stephanie like that? Yep. That's ridiculous. If you want to, you know, be here, you have to adhere to these rules while you're If here. you want to be a fuck stain in school, yeah. that's one thing. But and then the other thing that he could have said as before Charles came over was, you know, you don't have to get along with everybody. 
Like, so if you have this assignment, like, work with him, like, get the project done. But you don't have to be friend. That's a thing that, like, I think we vaguely teach kids. Like, yeah. you should get along with everybody. It's like, you don't have to. You shouldn't go after people like Charles does. Yeah. But you don't have to be friends with him. Yeah. Well, I think treating people as you would like to be treated is, like, a really good maxim to live by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're not going to get that treatment from everybody. Some people are going to be assholes. But no matter what, you don't change the fact that you treat everybody with the utmost respect that you want to be shown on to you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, was there a kid, like, when you were around this age where, like, it's like, we do not, I do not like this person. I, I do. Uh, I actually... Around this time... A Brad Pike, if you will. A Brad Pike, my fucking nemesis. My nemesis back then was Brad Pike. <laughs> yeah, but not like young Brad Pike. Like Brad Pike the same age. He's a vampire. It's really weird. Uh, I'm in the fourth grade. <laughs> there was this kid named Alex, and he lived... Uh, we lived in an apartment in Arlington, Texas. Like a really like kind of run-down uh, Arlington apartment. Not a great neighborhood. And then across the way was this kid named Alex, who was probably like a year or two older than me, like a year younger than my brother. And we would like play and stuff, but he was just a really big asshole to me and would like keep on, you know, nagging me and kind of like manipulating me to like stay out longer, like play more or whatever. Mm. And is, so, is this a scenario where, well, was he like, a, was he in a latchkey kid scenario as well? Yeah, I think he was like possibly worse. I think that oh. he was like a Charles situation. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he would like want to stay out a long time. He'd always like, he would want me to like stay with him, you know, for all these things and like play longer. And my whole, the whole rule with my family was like, you can stay out, but you stay close to home. And also you come back whenever it gets dark. So mm-hmm. that's what I, the rules I live by. And then one time I was like, about to like leave on my bike and it's like it's getting dark and he's like don't go and while I was like riding my bike he took my handles and like turned them and I fell off my bike and hit my chin and just like blood started like gushing all over me mm-hmm. and I have like a you can't see it because I have you know facial hair but there's like a scar there on my chin that still today I have I went home and then my mom saw me like all covered in blood Mm-hmm. And it hurt. My vampire son. <laughs> and then Brad Pike was in the corner, just like licking his lips. Uh, uh, I'm your new brother. And it and it hurt for a second, and then I like forgot about it, and I like rode home, and I didn't even think to like look down at my shirt that was right, stained right. in blood. <laughs> and then my mom like took me to the hospital and got like several stitches, but. That was kind of like one of the last times I ever hung out with Alex. Yeah. I was like, this is a pretty toxic relationship. Yeah. Right. I'm getting injured. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, before you were an asshole Mm. without any physical abuse, but now the physical abuse has started. (laughs) Yeah. It's always interesting to sort of, I I feel like as a kid in my neighborhood, I I wondered what was going on with some of the kids in my neighborhood because some of them were just like really fucking weird. Mm -hmm. And the way that they, you can tell like when a kid interacts with other kids, like they're bringing everything with them. And some kids were just fucking weird and fucked up and mean as shit. Yeah. And it's just like, if you could even get a peek at what was going on, it would explain everything. Oh yeah. I I had a, a friend, Willie, his brother was like gang affiliated. And, like, they, like, he had gone with his brother on, like, drug deals and stuff. Oh, man. So, and he was, like, a perfectly nice kid and, yeah. like, great great to hang out with, always polite. But his family was just, like, really fucked up. 
Man. Where's their episode? Where we all can't. Yeah. Where's their neat little button? I know. Where, where's like the foster family for them? Yeah, I, I had the opposite problem. I hung out with like this one. <laughs> You're always the opposite. There's a. I Everybody always, was great. It was a Pleasantville no, type situation. The guest reveals something about them, like yeah. their past. That's like like a little bit more revealing. Yeah. And I do too. And then you're like, I never had that problem. No, no. I cool kid. Lots of friends. No, I I see. For days, for days. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, the kids in my neighborhood. I think I lucked you never out. Got laid? I always got, got laid. Man, we had Dude. an excess of. <laughs> we had to put like expiration dates on. So yes, your friends all uh, loved so, each other. Like in my like formative years, I'd say like when I was because uh, I, I was I used to be a really shy kid, and then when I was like ten or so, is when I started hanging out with these uh, kids in my neighborhood. There was these two. Like twin boys, and then uh, they, their older brother, and they were like a little more rambunctious and adventurous. So they like, and I would hang out with them, and that would cause me to like do things I wouldn't normally do, or like you know, um, uh, you know, climb a tree. And I was like, oh, I don't, you know, and then I eventually would over the years. We called uh, ourselves the Goonies. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I remember when I moved to Florida, I moved away from them, and but I already had that instilled in me that like, let's go out and like explore and like go do, do cool stuff. Uh, there was this one friend um, named Josh, and he was in the neighborhood, and he was such you can just like say, a baby. Oh, like, a baby! I thought like, you were gonna be like a douchebag or a dick. No, 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 no. See, he was a baby. This, this is what I mean, like the opposite. Yeah, like he okay. would like he's one of those kids that's like let's like play, but then like ow, you know, if you like. It's like his idea, but then he he'll yeah. like be like yeah, that hurts or like something. Yeah, like he's that. not an adult who can like admit to his sadomasochistic yeah. tendencies, like <laughs> or he changes the rules of his own game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, and like, no one likes hanging out with that person, right? Because they're like, um, I was the big baby. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> like of being like, I don't like jo- John anymore. just being like, <laughs> and then being like, no, ow! I could totally see that. Being like, God, John like constantly like. <laughs> Or just me not being a very self-aware little gay kid who's like, let's wrestle. <laughs> it's like, I don't uh, want to. Mm, I'm all pinned. Yeah, oh. why are you? Oh, I'm man. squirming a lot. My <laughs> entire childhood now is just like, like, oh my God, that's what that was. So many. <laughs> a lot so, of kids so, working out some weird so proto-sexual things. So gay, I guess. Come on, Colin, let's wrestle. I wrestled a lot. I, I did wrestle uh, like with some kids a lot. And then they, like I was like, you're bigger than me and I'm pinning you. Is that like a... Is that possible? You're not trying very hard. Yeah, yeah you're it's like a you're lot. not. Yeah, you're not like really trying. And then <laughs> where'd your pants go? <laughs> as I like grew up, and then ex- adult experiences happened to me. Uh, I was like, oh, that's probably what that was. As as all twelve of them were like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out <laughs> because of I'm out. You, Colin. you. Yeah, you. I have turned you. at least twelve people. <laughs> Just through the through, magic of wrestling. wrestling alone. <laughs> if I feel like an infomercial is like, like, hey, are you having confusion about your sexuality? Just Come and wrestle me. <laughs> so you dealt with a big old baby. Yeah. And you just hated him. I, and now I, you've got a new baby. Yeah. I hate him. You do not, and that's <laughs> not true. <laughs> that's us wrestling. I feel like any friendship has to have like the, you know. Yeah. The, the, the baby and the adult. The yeah, push not. and the pull and the tug. The yeah, tug. it's like if you guys are the same, <laughs> then it's like either not interesting or yeah. just like completely polarized. Who do you think would win in a fight? A real fight. A real fight. <laughs> um, not like a you know stormy wrestle. No, no, I I say John, but not because of like fi- like physical. You know, I say that Brandon Who would? psychologically. <laughs> no, I me? I think that Brandon is like more of a 
hey guys, let's talk about this and yeah. let's like be Thank cool. You. And you know, you're always a level head. I think no, John no, would just jump. This, no, the scenario there. is we are both fighting each other. Oh, you're both fighting each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandon has thrown the card away. That's the yeah. diplomacy card. I got like 20 pounds on you. Yeah, he's got 20 pounds, and I think that like you know there would be a certain amount of like fight in Brandon, but I don't know. I think that you, you have. I think no you're scrappy. Idea. I think yeah. you're scrappy, and I would cheat. <laughs> like a fuck. Oh yeah, I don't. I would. T- I would pick up the nearest thing that would even yeah. remotely be a weapon, and I would bash it over your head. Right? <laughs> Brandon is too noble. You're a noble. Like you loyal would try person. to fight. You'd yeah. be like, "We're fighting." That means it's two bodies coming at. We're fighting. I think I'd be you'd like, "Give me a little too much credit." <laughs> you wouldn't pick up a beer bottle because I would. Oh, <laughs> shit. What is that? What is the scenario like? We're fighting. If we don't, if one of us doesn't win, then we both die. Okay, wait. So is it one of those. So here's what it is. Or are you just like mad at me? The here's first person that's Jesus. Like, the first person that does this, they go, "I'm out." They tap out. I'm done. Mm-hmm. So, so here's what it is. Oh, then what the fuck? Why would you want to do this? Jesus? Mm-hmm. Here, here's the scenario. Brad Pike in the future. <laughs> Is a ageless like a war. cyborg. Is an ageless cyborg, and he's also like playing the Joker role in The Dark Knight, and he's like mm-hmm. uh, the head of this like crime syndicate, and yeah. he just breaks a cue in half and drops it in front of both of you. It's like yeah. I'm going to take one of you, but not both of you. You guys figure it out, and we both would die in the scenario if we didn't. I thought it was gonna, I thought it was going to be the Joker like turning good men bad. Like I want, I'm going to pull the strings so Brandon. It's like a no, it's if, like a BVS DOJ scenario. If, if this was a situation where I have to kill you or I will die, I'll do whatever it takes, John. <laughs> that wasn't what it was. It was a fight. Then, then you're I a like sicko. this scenario better. <laughs> Yeah. I like the scenario. The death one? Yeah, I like the because scenario. Because if we're fighting, yeah, if we're just fighting because we're angry, I, geez, I know, God, that you'd like, you're so angry, you'd bash me over the head, you'd kill me. God. <laughs> Jonathan, I was just about to tap out right before you took that entire bottle of vodka and bashed it. Bashed it, it on a wall so it was sharp and then stuck me with it. No, I would just use it as a blunt instrument. Back to the episode. <laughs> There's a C plot. Would I win in any of these fights? Mm-hmm. You? Alan, you'd win all of them. <laughs> Thank you. You'd come in. At, we defer come to in, the guest. You'd come in towards the end after we've been fighting yeah. for like hours. That seems and unfair. Then <laughs> I have a secret ocean of rage underneath my uh, like calm exterior. Yeah. For the longest time, I would tell people I would love to get into a bar fight. Oh boy, strangers like weapons. Cool. <laughs> we all get arrested. Everyone's equal. And you'd so, get destroyed. I don't care. I Until like all of a sudden, like, a beer bottle, like, nicks an artery on your throat, and then you're just bleeding out. Yeah. You know how, like, easy that is? It's yeah. right fucking there. Right there. I could do it right now. I could. Take, on the air. I could take this pen and stab it into both of your throats <laughs> and leave you bleeding on this couch, which is blood red anyway. Yeah. No evidence. <laughs> like, nobody no would know. they think you were taking a nap. Oh, they're just sleeping with their eyes open and their mouth open <laughs> and their bodies open. The C plot. C stands for catcher. Catcher in the rye. So to, just to, the ridiculousness oh, of this C gosh, plot. It was God. not necessary for them to include this. Uh, Jesse and Steve somehow at the same time are supposed to read Catcher in the Rye and write a, a report. Yeah. He's doing it for night school. One Steve's for, doing it for, for real school. school. Real school when you're supposed to really do it. Night school is like shame school. Um, <laughs> Sometimes it's too late. But they're both oh, lazy. God. And so Jesse is like, well, here's an idea. You read the first half. I'll read the back half. And we'll meet in the middle with one report. It's 
fucking stupid. Yeah. And of course it doesn't work because Steve is dumb. Steve, your favorite character in the world, yeah. cannot remember a single thing about the book except it's funny. Is Catcher in the Rye funny? Absolutely not. There's nothing funny I've never about read it. it. I don't think Steve read it either. I think he's just bullshitting yeah. Jesse. It's just like a lot of teenage angst and like anger and... Like self righteousness. Yeah, it's I, not funny. I love Steve. He'll write this book report. He'll do a very poor job and get like a, a C minus or D. like a D plus. But he doesn't care, man. Kimmy says, "Well, you should do the Kimmy method, which is uh, watch the movie." And Jesse goes, "I already checked. It's not on video." So in the Full House universe, there's a Catcher in the Rye movie starring who? River Phoenix. Yeah. Oh, in this in the Full House universe, River Phoenix never died of a drug overdose outside of the Viper Room. He did a full uh, Indiana Jones prequel movie. They were so inspired by that opening of Last Crusade that they gave him his whole his own adventure series. Actually, I think River Phoenix like maybe died a few months later after this episode aired. Who? Who? Yeah, I think he died in like 1993. Oh, I think wow. he. I think he almost had enough time. <laughs> to make that catcher in the rye movie. To make that catcher in the rye. I, I, does, I just checked on IMDb. Use body doubles for the not exist. It does not exist. Oh, okay. Check. I didn't think it did. Check when River Phoenix died. All right. Yeah, check. do some research. Yeah, do some research. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that kind of doesn't work out for them, and that's a plot that's sort of, a, it's a border. October right 31st, 1993. Oh, there you go. You're right the Man, fuck on. Jesus year. Christ. Yeah. I, I have like a weird, I, I think you guys know this about yes. me. I have like a weird IMDb like encyclopedic Type. Oh, really? Yeah, so if you like uh, mention a movie like in the last 20 years or so, I can probably tell you when that movie came out, who was in it, who the director was, maybe. Uh, so, it, like, I could throw out like really any title. Pretty much. Potentially. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll test you right now. Okay, let's do it. Um, Dick Tracy. When did that come out? Dick Tracy, 1990, directed by Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty was in it. Glenn Hetty, Charlie Korsmasko, something like that. William Forsyth, Al Pacino, uh, Dustin Hoffman. A lot of people were in this thing. <laughs> You're forgetting one of the huge ones. Oh, Madonna. Yes, Madonna. and uh, of course Mandy Patinkin as Mandy well. Mandy Patinkin is 88 Keys. Yeah, in, a, in really one of the best scenes in the movie. Like that, that song where they sing What Can You Lose is oh, great. So good. He was, it all checks out, guys. <laughs> it all checks out of the wash. Um, so when Joey comes in, you know, you, you had that whole rant about Joey just being a tragic pile of trash. <laughs> oh, he brings in Nikki and Alex from the beach, and there's that whole gag with the sand in the shoes. But this is where we have a little bit of fashion. Uh, Joey's wearing... Turn to the left. Turn to the left. He's always wearing these denim collared button-ups mm-hmm. but it's always the same fabric same color different picture mm-hmm. and we've seen boots we've seen i don't know fucking cats this I, one's different because usually whatever the picture is it's like four across the chest not there's, this there's time like though. four boots four cats but this time it's like there's the pocket of the shirt and there's golf clubs coming out from behind the big pocket mm-hmm. and there's a number one Below the pocket, yeah. a subtle number one that's like a te- like a light green that sort of almost blends in. Blends in. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, what do these shirts mean to Joey? Are, is Joey just getting these from a fucking they're brown fun, elephant type store? They're fun, goofy, cartoony shirts because he's a cartoon man. It's it's not even like a wacky cartoon guy with a golf mm. club. It's just golf clubs. It's like one of those shirts. Like, of course. If we don't see him in a shirt where, like, Taz is, like, peeking out from his pocket on his shirt, like, I'll be so amazed, right? Yeah. I I feel that they should have done an episode where they just, like, follow Joey and, like, one of his errands that he does during the day is, like, going to the secret dry cleaner or secret tailor. 
that like has ten shirts that are same denim, different hey, designs on the pockets, and, like across the front. It's like, yeah. hey, you here to pick up your uh, your normal order? It's like, you know, I am. Don't tell anybody about this. <laughs> You're going to love this. It's a shirt with four donuts. It's a shirt with uh, four famous lady heads. Oh Lord, my God. Oprah could, head, could Madonna have, head. Could we have a number one that's slightly less blue than the actual denim, uh, right underneath the pocket in a very like this like horrible design way you got the big j big thank j. you thank you alfonso he pays me five dollars a week <laughs> oh alfonso you should not be he's using that, you that's 50 cents a shirt everybody wow but i need the money <laughs> it's four out apparently um so yeah this point, <laughs> michelle and denise come in and they're doing this whole joke of the day thing and they are humored uh, that comes back later in the episode, and to sort of wrap that up, Danny, of course, discovers by looking at the phone bill that who the fuck is this pedophilic olive oil soaked fuddy buddy funny duddy <laughs> on my fucking funny phone bill, buddy? <laughs> and Michelle is like, mm, "Sorry, not sorry. You got your jokes, right? Sorry, not sorry." <laughs> and he's like, "You're gonna go to bed." At an hour before your bedtime, but as we've already said, time is so fluid that he sends her to bed at noon. I feel it like makes one no sense at, no at sense. one point Stephanie comes home from school. They're eating waffles. They have a full plate set up, and yeah. Steve is eating a waffle. It's like four o'clock in the afternoon. It had to be yeah, four o'clock in the afternoon. God. Michelle went to bed at four. It's an hour before her regular bedtime, no. which for a little kid like that, wouldn't your bedtime be like? Probably super, like 7.30 or... 8 o'clock. Something. That's when you get tired. You run out of gas. Yeah, like... Your batteries go dead. So now she's going to bed at 7, presumed. Um, That's... Like, that's sort of wrapping up her plot as it bleeds into the main. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that whole thing of uh, Charles comes over and uh, Stephanie has the great insult of... Oh, that Charles, he's an obnoxitron. Beep, boop, obnoxitron. Ready to push your buttons. Your butt smells. You're not talented. <laughs> and I feel like the obnoxitron that was actually watching that episode of Full House at the time was just really insulted. Yeah, so, like, that's an epithet. We are not a stereotype. <laughs> Beep, bop, boop. We are a proud obnoxitron race. <laughs> I killed my creator. But, but yeah, like, Stephanie and, and Charles go upstairs and they, like, start doing homework. Or, or start doing the book report on each other. <laughs> Let me and, keep saying it's a book report. It's a book report. It's a human book report. Like, let's get... Let's past the cover. Past the, yeah, past yeah. all of the, like, when we're at school, we have these, like, uh, masks that we yeah, put on. These personas. Yeah. Right. And I actually enjoy that you kind of, like, see Charles, like, the inside of Charles' book to where it's really just, like, fake bravado. Yeah. And he sympathizes with her because he thinks that she's getting abused physically. Right, because Michelle comes in and is like, Stephanie, you, forgo- you forgot. Like, I'll let you do it. Yeah. Daddy's so mad at you. You did not take out the garbage. You're garbage. Daddy's going to put you in the dumpster. So Stephanie's like, oh, when he gets home, he's going to flip out. And Charles is like, hey, do what I do. This part is genuinely, yeah, this, this part is, works because yeah. it's disturbing. Yeah. He's like, do what I do. You know, think about a funny movie like Roger Rabbit. And, you know, that'll help you get through it. And she's like. What are you talking about? He's like, you know, when he's wailing on you. No, he said pounding you. Pounding Yeah, I mean. To me, that yeah. was like, uh, just in my mind, I was like, that sounds sexual. Yeah. You know, and not that it was like, right. you know, but like now the vernacular is kind of right. like. Well, it, it's the thing of like what so many victims like wind up confessing. It's like, oh yeah, I would just turn my brain off. 
like while it was happening, like physical abuse, sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you just sort of have to like look off into your periphery and like mm-hmm. just pretend it's not happening. Mm-hmm. And it's just it. And he is, as we said, this kid is good. Yeah. Like yeah, he's, he's good at showing the transitions, like as it sort of falls away. He def- he definitely sells the moment, uh, and he went on to have a pretty uh, robust career. You might recognize him. He was in the Mighty Ducks movie. God, of course, um, he was. Yeah, yeah. So uh, even before this, I think he was. Um, I think he was like a little Brooklyn. I think he still yeah. had a character like this, yeah. where it's like a little a little bit of bravado. And was he one of the Mighty Ducks? Yeah, he was yeah. Peter. Okay. Um, I feel so, like he was like a right wing or something. It does not look like he was in any of the other ones, though. Just the first one? Uh, yeah. He, he didn't he, make the cut. He did oh, a lot of no. voice work. He was in Where Back. Was he the boy in Where Back? No, I am the boy. Maybe he was like a tinier dinosaur. Yeah, well, I, I need to know what... I've seen that movie so many fucking times. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Uh, he, maybe he played the little bird in that mm-hmm. crappy framework device. Do you remember this movie at all? Uh, I've never seen it, but I do remember like looking at it on the video shelf of the place that we like always rented videos, and I always wanted it because I love that poster of just like the Tyrannosaurus Rex oh, just, like, yeah, going through the city. Them. Yeah, and uh, I was like, oh, I want to rent that, and he's like, no, we're gonna rent cool movies. You guys remember Beanstalk? <laughs> no, but on this poster, that's a pair of balls, right? <laughs> that's a boot. That's some boobs. That, that's a boot. That's a boot. That's a boot. Well, it still looks like some boobs it to me. Re- it reads. That's a boot. <laughs> it reads as boot. It reads. Come on, John. Um, but he's, this he's, isn't like a number one denim design. He's yeah. Jack in that. Um, I gotta find a trailer for that. He's also in Man's Best Friend. Oh my god. What is... Ew. Ugh. What's um, the tagline for that? Uh, <gasps> it's a cybernetic robot dog. Companion, protector, killer. It's, um, it's Cujo meets Terminator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, my favorite that he was in was... Ooh, Quantum Leap. The Boy Who Cried Bitch. <laughs> oh, whoa. Uh, wait a minute. A psychotic 12-year-old makes life hell for his emotionally frail mother. The What are you talking about? Look at this poster. Oh, my God. Is it a... Oh, oh my God. He's holding a gun to his mother's head. <laughs> and she does not look phased. She does not look surprised. She's like, this is a normal day at the office. You know what she's doing? She's turning her brain off. Yeah. She's, she's like, this is what's happening. This whole poster is in Spanish, except for the title. The tagline is in Spanish? IMDb will do that sometimes. If really? it's like not a popular like movie or something, they'll kind of like just to get poster art. So what are you trying to imply? That the boy who cried bitch? <laughs> I've never heard of it until today. Jesse Bradford. Like Jesse fucking Bradford's in it? Candace Love. They're all the it's like he he's Nick Love. I don't know if he's this twelve year old. Oh, or I feel like Jesse Bradford is probably the main character because he was yeah. like he was having kind of his moment around that time. But it looked like in the poster that looked like the kid, this this Daniel's kid. Yeah. All right. So uh, I I did want to throw in this one thing. Uh, so we're kind of jumping around a little bit with this whole Stephanie Charles plot. Yeah. But I wanted to emphasize that it, when she's getting advice from Danny, Kimmy uh, <laughs> at one point Stephanie says to DJ, you know DJ. You deal with someone who's awful all the time. How do you do it? And Kimmy's in the room and she goes, who are you talking about? And the running gag in that whole scene is, who are we talking about? I don't understand. Who's this person that you have to deal with that's awful and terrible? And DJ's like, well, you know, sometimes you meet somebody and they're kind of annoying, but then you get to know them and you become best friends. Who are you talking about? (laughs) Kimmy doesn't get it. I thought she did. No, she's I don't nice, think she gets... She's got a nice mental block in her brain. Where, is she turning her brain off? The abuse that she faces 
every time yeah, she thing. goes into that house. Yeah. Fuck you, Kimmy. Fuck you. You yeah. stink. You're stupid. You're not part of the human race. You don't know how to drive a car, you stupid bitch. I feel like Kimmy's just like that Cinderella story that one day she'll save the entire family from like a house fire. And it's like, man, we really shouldn't have given Kimmy so much shit. Is that the Cinderella story? That's the Cinderella story because like the person that you hate and you just can't stand and you don't know why they're there Mm -hmm. is the person that will save your life one day. No, but we already know what Kimmy's... Uh, despite receiving this abuse for years and years, she goes and moves back in with her friend after she loses her husband because she's a good friend. Yeah. I return. It's like the victims always do. They return to their abusers. I'm here. I can fix you. I can change you. I can help you. With bacon and egg suspenders. Scarf. 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 That's what it is. And in the uh, promotional materials for the second season, she's wearing a delightful pizza Pizza sweater. sweater. It's like pizza, but it's like a pearl necklace of pizza on the collar. I would buy that sweater. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> uh, Robocop. Uh, fashion. Stephanie in the scene where she's talking to Charles. Oh, this is has to be the worst outfit. Oh, you are wrong. The, the, the red outfit is what I'm talking about right now. Oh, no. Okay. When she's wearing red shoes, red socks, black skirt, red sweater, red oh. headband. We get it. Yeah. Awful. She is monochromatic and looks fantastic. Yeah. Also, Kimmy wants to fuck Charles? Because <laughs> Charles wants to fuck her, his older brother. I, but How the implication that? is, I like your stink. <laughs> is there an older version of this stink that I can get? If not, because if no you were worries. older, I wouldn't even be asking this I question. I like your little sassy molassiness. And yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on it. Kimmy Gibbler is going to fuck that. Yeah. Older version of you. Yeah. You stink. We all stink. Hey. <laughs> Make me scream. I just want a guy to neg me until... <laughs> It's why she liked Bitterman. It's why she liked Bitterman. Bitterman Bitterman got in her fucking face and he was like, you're the worst, Kimmy. And she was like, suck on my face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just wanted to throw that out there. So Charles tells, uh, confesses this to Stephanie and tells her, hey, you can't say anything. You have to swear. You can't say. Swear on what? On your mother's Mother's life. life. She's like, my mom's dead. He's like, big deal. Mine too. But (laughs) he doesn't say big deal. deal. He's like, it's even another like lily pad of connection, connection between the two of them. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, I thought that you were like being abused. You're not. That lily pad goes under the water. Then another lily pad. I'm like, drowning. <laughs> I'm drowning by myself. But then another lily pad of like, oh, we both have like loss in our family and like at such a young age, yeah. you know? So it's like, man. And you know that loss precipitated his abuse. Oh, Like yeah. dad doesn't know what he's doing. He didn't think that he was going to have to be the parent. Like he was working, he was providing, that was it. And now he's like, Drinking a little bit more, drinking a little bit more, right. like, and then it's all falling apart because mm-hmm. he doesn't know how to look at this kid anymore right. and love him. So, which, which is not an excuse, not right. an excuse. It's a symptom, but not an excuse. <laughs> so, it's not the cure, baby. <laughs> Stephanie agrees to not say anything. She goes to school the next day. Um, the next day, day right? Yeah. Or is it lo- later than that? So, like three years later. But it's the same class. It's like Mr. Feeney, same classroom, same teacher. Uh, And the teacher's like, oh, uh, we're going to have to get you a new partner for your assignment because Charles is out. He had an accident. His dad called. He fell down the stairs. You know, the 90s when no one asked any questions because Stephanie in in her bedroom is like, oh, so when you walked into class with that fucking searing red hot black eye and you told everybody that you ran into a door, which is crazy. Like, no one asked any questions. 
This kid is getting fucking black and blue every other day. He fell downstairs. Everyone's like, sure. Yeah. Clumsy. I will say, though, that I, uh, one time I was on a skateboard and I, like, fell off it and just, like, grinded my, <gasps> the front of my face on pavement. Jesus. And it was, like, a huge, like, road rash type, like, thing across my, the left side of my face. I came in the next day and my teacher asked me, like, privately, she's like, what happened to Well, me? that's smart. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I, I was just on my skateboard and I, like, fell off. And she's like, okay, I believe you. And I was like... <laughs> Believe me, what? You thought I'd lie about that? And then now, Looking like, not back. just today, but, like, in the past, I was like, oh, she was seeing if there was something wrong with, like... And that's a good teacher. That's yeah. a good teacher. Mrs. Patterson is like... <laughs> Working you. for the weekend. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Christensen, for actually checking, for following up, and not just, like, taking my dad's word for it that I fell down a flight of stairs. You know, Mrs. Patterson, I'm looking at this syllabus that you've laid out for this year, First of all, it's one, it's a cocktail napkin and it just says, and I don't like in the margins where you've just drawn bottles of beer and, and written glug, glug, glug. shades. Deal with it. Future's so bright. I got to wear shades. shades. It just says lessons, baby. You yeah. just wrote lessons, baby. Yeah. I teach them about life. You're supposed to be teaching them math, math. When, when, we need when to, are they ever going to use math? I got kids in my class getting hit. Now, if you fall oh, down, use math. if you fall down twelve steps <laughs> and one step and lose two, t- <laughs> I don't like that we don't see Charles ever again. Yeah, well, I like, think it's really weird how we don't see him. I feel like falling down the stairs, like all you get is just like you you don't see him in a hospital, you don't see him like ever again. So falling down the stairs could be like, oh, I beat my kid so badly that I accidentally killed him and now yeah. I have to deal with those consequences. And that's the world that I want to live in, not because I want to see him dead, but about I want to live with my own consequences. I want to be like, yeah, I hope that guy goes to fucking prison. Yeah. And you know what they do to child abusers in prison. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. So uh, uh, she... she uh, I was going to say real quick, I think a better structure for this would have been not the next day, but like jump ahead like a week and a half. And like Charles, I want to see another scene with him where he does come in and it's clear that he's hurt. Like either he has a cast or he has another eye situation. Mm. And then we can really see Stephanie dealing with like, Holy shit. Like, I cannot... I'm looking at him, and I'm seeing it. Mm -hmm. I can't ignore this anymore. Yeah, I feel like that would have had a little bit of uh, uh, catharsis, you know, effect at the end. Like, if you could just see that he was like, thank you for, like, saying something. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm so much happier in this, like, situation other than, you know, getting beaten. But I I did like... I did like... Here, here's why I would I would say not waiting a week. I do like the immediacy of it, of being like, hey, when something like this happens, the best course of action not is, to to, is to say it as That's soon as fair. possible. So I, I did like that aspect of it. And then I like the aspect of, like, Stephanie not getting closure from uh, Charles on, like, that she did the right thing because I think it was very much like a child to react, you know, when – because she tells Jesse – Uncle Jesse, who decides to report it because, of course, right? And so he tells her later on that, you know, uh, he's been taken from his home and put into a foster home. And her immediate reaction is anger because she's like, he's going to be so mad at me because I broke my promise. Like, this is how a kid would think about it, right? It would well, be very much says, like a... He was taken from his family. Yeah, he was, he was taken from his home. I, 
like I'm not thinking big picture because I'm a child, and a lot of children viewing that probably have that those thoughts as well. I don't want to say anything because I don't want him to be mad at me. That gives the nice moment of Jesse being able to explain, hey, no, what we did was a good thing because now he can go to sleep tonight without worrying about his father hurting him. Right, and I hate to pretend like Stephanie's a more developed character than she is, but Stephanie, from what we can tell, consistently we don't see her with friends. Right. DJ has friends. Michelle has a friend. Yeah. Stephanie doesn't have a consistent friend character. Mm-hmm. And the Jennifers are not her friends. They're just these like little socialite dum-dums who kind of make fun of her. Yeah. And they're not really on her side. So like, the they're fact mean that, girls. Yeah, and the fact that mm-hmm. she's so upset about Charles, it's like, yeah, she doesn't want Charles to get mad because kids don't want to lose their friends yeah. or even someone they think could be a friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's move on to some uh, common awards for wolf-worthy fashion. Woof. Woof. Because I specifically, after we do that, I would like to give a honey, uh, Mr. Bear... <laughs> Honeypot Hot Award yeah. for sexy fashion. Um, so these are the awards that go to the individuals with the worst sense of fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just about to bring it up, uh, but I'm going to give it to... I think it's unanimous in my mind. But maybe, maybe. We'll see. You, you, you thinking? Oh, no, I, th- I think we're all on the same page. You describe this outfit. Wait. What? <laughs> this is the outfit where uh, she the goes worst. back into class and she finds out that Charles has fallen down a flight of stairs. Oh, the like denim... The denim shirt with, like, all the little, like, pearl yeah. things or whatever. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's just, like, possibly a blind person put this together. Like, yeah. not to, not to like, you know, blind bash or blind shame <laughs> or anything like that. But just, like, somebody that didn't necessarily have a design in mind. Yeah. Right. And it was just, like, kind of scattershot. It, it looks like one of those shirts that's, like, buy your own denim shirt and put a bunch of beads on it. Like, you just take your glue gun and you take your little pearls and beads... You can put them wherever you want. You know, it's not even rhinestones. You got it right the first time. It's pearls. Yeah, it's like yeah. pearls. These They're pearl like... beads. It looks like an under the sea. It's almost borderline oceanic. And it's all on the collar. Oh. It's like it's like a little embroidery of all these pearls, like down on the sleeves and the pockets, and like oh, it's just really bad. Yeah, and her earrings are in in line. She loves to match, just like that red outfit. Her earrings are like pearly, glassy as well. Stephanie Tanner is very fashion forward, and she makes. No apologies for wanting to accessorize. She's fashion forward. You take a step forward and sometimes you fall off the edge of a cliff. <laughs> Into a beach where a bunch of oysters just opened up. Each one of them has a pearl. And then <laughs> she just accidentally rolled around in them and yep. stuck themselves. And she made fashion history. Fashion. fashion. Turn to the left. Uh, so I, that's the unanimous award. And so please yeah. join us in woofing. And my honeypot hot award for sexy fashion. Jesse is wearing, yes, it's this black and red button up that kind of looks like a polo, but it is a button up. It is? It doesn't button all the way down, does it? I think it buttons all the way down. I thought it was a zipper. No, there's no zipper. I wouldn't have liked that. Uh, it, 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 the it's, black buttons mix with the black of the shirt, and it's very subtle. But the, the little cuffs of the sleeves are bright red. Yeah. And it looks like a modern polo that like you would see a guy wearing. And it's like tight-fitting, and he just fucking looks... Mwah. He pulls it off. It's too bad that the lower half is, is super light blue... Denim, denim, denim. Acid. Skank-ass acid. Denim, denim, denim. Mm, <laughs> um, so, and please feel free to yum with us as we yum for that sexy fashion. Great. I think uh, we might at this point want to jump to the cla- classic question. question. Uh, so, um, catchphrases are a big part of this show. You have uh, 
Uh, how rude. You got it, dude. Have mercy. So my question to you is a two-parter. A, <laughs> growing up, did you have a catchphrase, something you just said a lot as a kid? And then B, <laughs> do you feel like you have a catchphrase now? I can't even remember like having a personality that would have a. <laughs> like, I was a shell. I, I felt like I was a shell that was like waiting to like incubating mm-hmm. and like watching enough TV to where I could like possibly get a personality of my own and just like taking the parts that I liked and then adding them to myself and be like, okay, I'll take a little bit of I'll take a little bit of like Stephanie Tanner and mm-hmm. throw it in with Balky Bartokinos <laughs> and maybe uh, a little bit of Neo from the Matrix. A little bit of Steve. <laughs> Ur- a little bit of Steve Urkel. Urkel. Yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> a little well, bit of cool. Well, yeah, the uh, Stefan. Stefan Urkel. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I felt like my personality still is just a hodgepodge of different. Still, is just a hodgepodge a of different. Of yep. Uh, so I don't think I had a particular catchphrase. Well, that's interesting, considering how much TV you watched, that you yeah. weren't like glomming on to me like love that. Gonna use that. Gonna take that phrase. Put it in my life. I felt that I wanted to be original and that if I did a catchphrase like that or even something that was based off of that, that people would know I was a fraud. Oh. And being That's found out as a fraud was like my worst We thing. all watched TJF You're a fraud. We all bought in. That's the thing that I knew as like a kid too. This is just like, this is not just happening on my TV set. It's happening on other people's TV sets, too. Millions of TVs. <laughs> it's just like, I'm not the only person that watches TGIF. Like, yeah. we're all talking about, you know, step-by-step step the next day. My current catchphrase is probably Damn like... It. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't have one. Uh, I don't know if it's a catchphrase, but I do say, cool, cool. Like, cool, 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 cool. Cool. Yeah, okay. Like, cool. 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 <laughs> a little bit of classic cool. Abed. Cool. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yes. I feel like I did it before Abed, though. I yeah. feel like I've been doing this for years. You know, and the cool. the series of very quick patter cools. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Fuck you, Danny. Cool. 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 Dash. Cool. No, I want to say fuck you, Dan Harmon, because I'm sure he like wrote that. Yeah. And, and Danny Pudi has no. You know, and knowing, he's just saying lines. Knowing Dan Harmon, he just needs an excuse to say fuck you to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. So he'd be like, "Ooh, I love this. Fuck you too." Yeah. He'll be listening to this like, "Who is this?" Who's this asshole? I'm going to ruin his life. <laughs> uh, we got we have an audio alert set up for any podcast that mentions Dan Harmon's name. So here you go. Uh, 117 of How Rude. What the fuck is this? Uh, I, feel like, da, da. I feel like most of his day would just be spent like yep. sifting through that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah. But I do admire you, Dan Harmon. I like you a lot. Yes, you're you're <laughs> if you need, a wonderful genius. If you need, if you look, if you want things. Um, listen, I think Rick and Morty is fine. The way it is, and um, I'm not gonna, you know, want to. Uh, I'd love to be a writer, but I'm not gonna, you know. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Is there anything that you would like to plug? If you do, this is the moment. Sure. Uh, me and my girlfriend, Margaret LeBron, uh, <laughs> former How Rude. Former How Rude. Not former, all rude dudes. If you're a rude dude, you're a rude dude for life. Oh, yeah. nice. Honorary rude dude. If a Honorary bullet goes through your head, you'll go into the ground a rude dude. <laughs> <laughs> I want it on my tombstone or my turn. <laughs> That carries my ashes. Mm. I go to your grave and I illegally <laughs> put it in there. Mm. No, I'll, I'll make it legal. But you and Margaret. Uh, me and Margaret. Uh, uh, she's my girlfriend. I am her boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> we give each other sweet kisses. Sweet kisses on each other's faces. We are uh, launching a podcast. I believe it's going to be Tuesday. Awesome. Uh, it's called You Gotta See This. And it's a podcast where it's movie-based, where we watch movies uh, together and... One person has seen it, but the other person hasn't, and we alternate each week. 
the first episode will be the Godfather trilogy, which Margaret never saw. The wow. entire trilogy. The wow. entire trilogy. She she picked it. She was like, I want to do this because I think like I want to be, I want to have that. You know, Reference. I've I've watched the Godfather movies. Yeah, and. Because that feels like something that people will do. It's like, you've never seen The Godfather? Right. You know? People love to play that card. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of where we're coming from is maybe like educating each other on like what we loved about those movies and seeing if they love it too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like what we were going through while we were watching it, like about our childhoods or our upbringings or like stories that relate directly to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been that's really awesome. fun so far and, and we're going to be launching that, uh, yeah, Tuesday. Nice. Sweet. That's it'll be that'll be perfect because this will come out on a Monday. Oh, fantastic! Done uh, and done. Is there anything else that you would like to plug? I have a show tonight uh, with uh, an IO Herald team called Denver, but you're not going to be able to watch it. But look up Denver's uh, yeah. future uh, schedule. Yeah, yeah. The IO website. Uh, if you want to listen to this show and you're doing it through iTunes, please write a five star review. We haven't had a five star review in quite some time. Uh, or just any review. Or I just want five star reviews. Yeah. <laughs> What, what, are you, uh, what, what are you trying to saying, do? Saying we haven't had any five-star we, reviews in a while sounds like we've we, had a bunch of bad reviews. Yeah, we, we haven't, haven't had any reviews, any reviews for a while. Uh, <laughs> it makes us seem like real dum-dums. Uh, congrats for being on this show that like hasn't had a review in the iTunes store no, for I, like months. This is uh, uh, I've only done a few podcasts. It's a dream come true, isn't it? <laughs> it, it actually was really a lot of fun. I really enjoy yeah. talking with you guys, and I, I think that we had a, a good back and forth of uh, uh, fun. I would say yes. Yeah, I would say I, I, I would give success. this. I would give this a five star review. <laughs> this episode, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> if you want to stream it, you can do that through Stitcher. You can uh, do that also through howrudepodcast.libsyn.com. Keep in mind, uh, our iTunes. That's that shit is archiving like the beginning of the show. So to get the full, you know, archive, you would want to go to that Libsyn site. Uh, mm-hmm. So we have the Facebook page as well, and then there's hrpodcast.tumblr.com uh, from your nemesis Brad Pike's episode. Uh, the supplementals at that tumblr were the uh, music video for uh fucked her first yeah. which is a creepy song and also uh, a collage of sexy garfield photos we talked about Fantastic. sexy garfield yep. which is a google image search that you yourself can do and be disturbed by yep. you can also email us at the howard podcast at gmail.com we're on twitter brandon what's your twitter hey, i'm right? at b double e shock i am <laughs> i am at j-o-n-p-e-r-n-i-s-e-k Colin, are you on Twitter? Yes, I am yes. at Colin Oscopy. <laughs> How is that spelled? Uh, C-O-L-L-I-N-O-S-C-O-P-Y. That makes sense. <laughs> Great. This is the part of the show where we will say our names as individuals. I will say and we'll see you next time on. And then Brandon, who's twitching like a weird cat pirate and rocking himself back and forth like some sort of jazz musician (laughs) mental patient. I will say that it looks like he's got a quato and he's just trying to keep it from talking. Yeah. You want to do a little bit more of that Charles just like playing with himself in the classroom? And also pump up your Reeboks while you're doing it too. (laughs) Try to teach me. I dare you. (laughs) And then together we'll say the phrase how rude and Brandon will ignore that what I just said. He'll do something funny. Okay. When was the last time you saw yeah. some Brandon do I something did. funny? Uh, I don't Actually, like this as a bit where you I did see ask um, this now. I did see the Shrink Raid show on oh, Thursday. Yeah. Oh, I was there. It and turns into a compliment. Mm-hmm. And so he if was, you just shut the fuck up, you get a compliment. He was uh, he was very he was very fantastic. And also, oh, I really you. like uh, I like seeing Brandon in, in any show. Oh, I, I feel like you. he's Come. a he's a highlight. Thank it you. It is a new thank bit, you. by the way. I don't like it. It's a new bit. But it turns into a compliment. Sometimes. Thank you, Colin. You're welcome. 
Brad yeah. Pitt thought, thought Brad, it was... Brad referenced a sketch show Brandon did like six months ago. <laughs> Brad Pike did yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. My fucking nemesis. nemesis. Piece of shit. Brandon? I'm Brandon Shockney. I'm John Pernasek. I'm Colin Dahlgren. And we'll see you next time on... How Thank you rude. for calling funny, buddy. What do you... What does a fish say when it runs into a wall? Damn! <laughs> Don't hang up! Don't hang up! What else? What else do I have? What's brown and sticky? Oh, wow, look. I caught one. Man, all I'm catching today is a cold. Ugh. This one's not even cooked. I'm throwing it back. You know, I think that's a good move. I think you should hold out for a fish stick. <laughs>